I was trying to think of them, and I could. Oh yeah, I've got one. I fell over in snow where I pissed. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> is it photography related? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. I don't know who you are, but welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. Sit back, relax, and listen about cameras, gear, settings, stories, and all things photography. Join Dermot and Darren on Ireland's Best Photography Podcast. Let's go. And you're very welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. It's episode 121. I'm Darren. I'm your host this evening. And hang on. I don't have anybody in Limerick. I'm on my own. So it's episode 121. Hmm. What am I going to do about it? Maybe I'll change it up. I'm going to call it episode 121. But I've got somebody to talk to me. And that person is going to talk to me. He's a very good friend of mine. I'm delighted to have him on. He's a great guy. It's Mally Davis. Mally, how are you, buddy? Oh, what smooth. I'm very well, very well. Thank you, Darren. That was so, that was class. Class. <laughs> you think I've done it before, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. 121, yeah. <laughs> well, one, one, it's 121 now this evening. And you know what, Mally? It's, uh, it's a pleasure one. to have you on. It's a pleasure ah, to have you on the Irish Photography Podcast. Thank you very man. much. It's an absolute honour to be on this because it's got me through many a day, many a day. Good stuff, good stuff. I'm glad that you enjoyed, and it's great because you sent me many messages as well about the crack that we'd have with, you know, the other fella, uh, and the amount of gas as well that he suffers from. So you know what? It's a, it's a, it's a great topic to talk about photography, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's you, you can it's go off in any direction. There's just, you know, we can go down the route of the, the gas, the the Dodd route. Where is yes. the boy? Come he's on, sleeping Dad. right now. Sleeping. Uh, he's, he's 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 on the night shift, you know. Driving those jet skis. He was in on the night. Miami Vice, wasn't he? That's why. He was, yeah. Yeah. He's working on the US shifts. <laughs> <laughs> and come here, Mally. You know, you, you met uh, Dodd actually when myself and him travelled over to the UK to the photography show in, what, 2019, I think it was actually. Because yeah. we were supposed to go over again in 2020. And it was crazy because, you know, I'd spoken to you a number of times before. We'd never met or anything like that. But uh-huh. then I, all of a sudden I arrive over and I bring this. Dare say lunatic in tow and run, him running around the place like a, you know, blue ass fly. Let's just say, or going bat batshit crazy. Um, what did you think when you when we first arrived over? I remember you were on the video going, "Oh Jesus, here's the Irish. The Irish are over to take over." Oh, we were kind of high energy, weren't we? It's just what I, just what I you know I expected, and 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 one of the things that sticks with me is like we've known each other. Yeah, it was just instant, and Dodd as well because I haven't really spoke to him much at that point. And we all just connected, and it was from the off. It was wild. Yeah, it was a yeah. bit. Mad. It was a bit mad. It was fun, and you know what? I mean, um, myself and uh, Dear Madeira were on uh, Bernard's podcast there um, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Whenever this one goes out, but uh, you know, we we're talking about one of the best trips that we had, and that for us was the, well, for me anyway, it was the best trip because it was meeting all you guys in the photography show and all the people that I'd spoken to for many times, a long time beforehand, but. Even then, after that, we went off shooting in the Lake District. And I know that's a place that you were really, really fond of as well from a photography point of view. And we'll get to that when we discuss, I suppose, you know, your photography journey. But overall, you know, that whole trip that we had, the most memorable part for me is meeting the people. The mind saying, OK, go and get into beautiful vistas and stuff like that. But meeting the people and meeting you guys was great aye, crack. Aye, it was. It was a top day, that. Yeah, yeah. it's good. It'd be hard to, to beat that. It really was because all the way right to the end when we was near the... Cafe and I recorded yes. some B-roll. It was just great yeah. fun. 
great fun. Yeah, it was great fun. It was great fun. So, you know, Mally, like I said, I'm really, really, you know, excited to have you on and it's something I've been wanting to do for a long period of time. Now, the moment has come and no better time to call it the one two one because it's just me and you talking in regards to, you know, photography, which is something I know we both love to do anyway. So, um, answer me this and to start off with, just in <laughs> case somebody who's been living under a rock now for I don't know how long period of time, if they haven't heard of Mally Davis, the friend to the stars, <laughs> who is where's, Mally Davis? Where's, where is this friend to the stars? Come on, come on. We're all people, aren't we? we, we all, this is true. I won't swear, but we all do the same things in the same kind of white porcelain, you know, so. 100%. Uh, <laughs> who is Mally Davis? Well, I've not really been asking myself that for years. Um, I'm in a constant flux of between two and five stones in weight. And I don't mean that's what I am. I mean, added onto the, the 15, <coughs> 20. Um, first and foremost, though, like yourself, I'm a dad, an husband, and I've, yes. I've got a very patient wife. Um, Similar to me. Yeah, puts up with us disappearing for hours on end. And, yes. Uh, then, then when the dust settles and the kids are quiet, uh, it's creator time. It's it's who I am now. It's part of me. It's always been part of me. But twenty years as a graphic designer, um, the one constant thing has been photography. Okay. Okay. And you know, from a graphic design point of view, you're obviously artistic. So were you always in an artistic mind frame. Like you're you're also musical. So like I, the, those aspects of it coming together gives you, I think, a great step up when it comes to photography as well you know like where did that start from How, from an early age or were you always taking photos or what yeah it it, it the, the music was with my brother my brother plays guitar but the photography and the art uh, it's, it's it's like a lot of people it's from granddad and then from granddad it gets passed and uncle yes. i have an uncle as well who who does um he does illustrations and backgrounds he used to do things for a quite a famous company called cosgrove all so okay. I, I grew up with watching him uh, do a lot of stop motion animation and video and uh, it was wonderful um, growing up with that around me and, and my brother playing Fender and, you know, playing a lot of like um, oh, Thin Lizzy, Phil Liner, that kind, you know, Good that choices, kind of yeah. era. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I got given a, a Kodak Instamatic and that was it. 20 films, 30 films, 50 films. My <laughs> mum and dad must have been going mad, but it didn't cost much back then, I don't think. I, I don't know, because, like, I used to do I used to do spud bagging. I used to do fruit and veg working yes. Uh, yes. as a sideline, and I'd get, like, 10p a bag and stuff like that, and that would go on to buying some film. And, and that was really where I started. I've still got all them. I, I could do with digging them all out and make a video on it. It'd be interesting. Yeah, it could be a good one, yeah. It could yeah, be a very yeah. interesting so one, yeah. It's, it's always been there, but uh, without going on too much about it, it's amazing how something that's under your nose and something you love as a child growing up and you think you've got to be something. Mm-hmm. So I spent lots of years trying to be an artist, trying to be a designer, a fine artist, getting involved in video and graphic design. And all the time, I should have just been doing photography. Mm. And okay. I missed I missed it. And I've always had a camera, like it's a tool, and using it as a way of, of, of documenting things. Because I used to like street, street photography quite a lot. 
Okay. And, but I'd paint landscapes and I'd do abstract landscapes and and it was right under my nose and I didn't realise what I should have been doing early on was really going for photography. So I'm kind of making up for lost time, if you've not noticed, the full steam ahead. Well, yeah, this is true, you know. I mean, you, you kind of are going at 150 miles an hour and then you peak out at 180 miles an hour when you can go, he can't go faster than he's already going. Yeah. He can, and he can continue to do it too, you know. And it's great because, like, you can see it even with your photography, you know, and it's something I'll get to in a moment, I suppose, in regards to the style of photography that you have. But it's interesting to see it, that the influences that you would have had growing up, you know, and obviously you're from Japan, you can tell by your accent, you know, that you grow up around the area the whole time. <laughs> so, I, might you know, be, I might be big in Japan one day, but... Ah, yeah, you might be, yeah, you might be, you know. So, like, was it a case of just going around in street photography in what areas were you taking photographs in? What were you liking about uh, Manchester, it? Manchester, Liverpool, and I went to Salford Uni, so it was quite quite uh, gritty grime, and it was at a time when the rave scene was big, right. 89, 90. And, yes. uh, yeah, there was lots of, of wild things happening in Madchester, as they called it back then. <laughs> Yeah, it Manchester, started the yeah. Storm Roses, Nappy Mondays, and you know the farm, and yes. uh, oh, just uh, awesome time, and just getting out with the camera around graffiti and and the area of Manchester then was so raw, and uh, it's all slides, they're all on slides, they're all film, um, wow. contact strips, uh, not not great, just document, just quite rough and. Because yes. I was used back then, I was using. I think it, I get this mixed up. If it was either a practica or a zenith, I think it was a practica that I used back then at college, and oh. it was all Ilford four hundred. It was all black and white, and uh, it was just me doing what I still do now with landscape photography. Was experimenting and just having fun and mm. and and seeing like you know what I could I could capture and whether it be a, 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 some grids in the ground or. It'd be an overpass with the trains and the lights, or it would be, say, you know, women with their tits out running down the street in Manchester. It was just wild back then. And, you know, yeah. look, looking back at some of it, 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 I'm glad I did document it because um, I think, I think uh, although, like I do say, it's not great, it's not my best work, it's something I look on and think, wow, you know, I was, I was there. Yeah. I was a yeah. part of the rave scene back then, you know. It's also a journal, yeah. Because you can go back yeah. over it, so it's a, a pictorial journal, let's just say, because you can then attach things. And like, you know, you know it yourself. If you look at a photograph from many, many years ago, you kind of go back to that scene by looking at the photograph because a picture, you know, what's, the, what's the word they say, it tells a thousand stories or a thousand words yeah. or whatever the phrase is. But yeah. when you're there and you've taken the photograph, just like us right now, from a landscape point of view, you attach emotional connection to it. But now going back to those times, as you say, I can even see. I'm seeing you now, but obviously, you know, people hopefully will hear it on their vo on your voice that you're getting nostalgic as well, thinking about those images, yeah. knowing that you have those images, rather than not having it, and you wanted those memories well to draw back on again. Yeah, yeah, I think I think the, I think nostalgia lately has been a a really strong um, point for me. I've I've really uh, started looking back more at. Uh, I think I mentioned it on the podcast uh, that I'm, I've got myself a Zenith camera, a film camera. Brilliant. Uh, I've not started yet, but I, I'm, I plan to start taking some shots with film and going back doing film. 
I, I can't really give you a reason why. Maybe it is nostalgia, <laughs> it's romance. I, I, but it, again, it's just another way of capturing an image. And mm. as we do, we, we love photography. So yes. why not? Why not? Yeah. And you know... Something you said there kind of tweaked my interest and maybe it's something which was relevant is that, you know, you were saying about graffiti and taking photographs of different things and seeing all the different colours and looking at the shapes and the lines and stuff like that. Do you think that influenced you to get more involved in the 20 years or so of experience that you have in graphic design? And do you think that the graphic design then as well, the link from there coming back into photography again? Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's hard to escape because people want depth and perspective in photography. And I mm -hmm. find myself doing a lot of images that are quite flat and 2D, uh, mm -hmm. layers, uh, uh, lines. Um, and I know I'm doing it, and I think, well, I think possibly need to just uh, adapt to my photography a bit more. But then it's, it becomes a style that I quite like, especially with mountain ranges where you get layering or you get stepping of different lines and shapes going through the image. Yeah. It's quite graphical. So it has affected me photography and, and vice versa i find now with i'm more involved in photography than i've ever been that that's mm -hmm. coming back into me design work that um it's having a, an effect where i'm actually thinking a little bit more about positioning on the page okay um not just keeping to the basic you know grid systems uh, i'm yes. breaking out and trying different things so the both both having a knock-on effect with each other that's very interesting, you know, and I think like when you say about the knock on effect, the understanding as well on both is key because you think about you, you understand color theory. So color theory is important from a graphic design point of view, but it's equally important from a photography point of view. Yeah. And you may not know why it's important if you understand it from graphic design, but all of a sudden you go off and pick up a camera and it's like as if it's an innate skill that you already have in knowing what to look out for from the complementary colors point of view, I imagine, is it? Yeah, well, I need to do more of that in my photography. You, you're spot on, though. Uh, with design, using Illustrator or in InDesign itself or doing a layout, it is using colour theory is a lot easier. A lot easier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. In photography, it, it's, it is a challenge, a real challenge, yeah. I think. But, but then post-processing, I've been looking into a bit more uh, colour theory in post-processing. Uh, gentleman we both know, F64. Oh, yeah, uh, Blake, yeah. Blake, yeah. Um, yeah. He's really turned me on to the idea of it's not just about we take a picture, we come home and we post-process it. What about let, let's try and adapt the colour? Like you say, colour theory. And, and yeah. uh, all that is a natural extension from design. Um, so t to me, the tools are there. It's just attaching them to the discipline. Mm, absolutely and I think it, it, it's, it's a great skill as well to have because like you then can understand why your photograph looks good as opposed to oh that looks good but what's, what's good about it you know and you, you have the basis yeah. in regards to it but as you said there and I think that's very very valid too uh, the landscape unless you're going to a built-up area there is nothing symmetrical about the landscape so you can't apply you know, lines and stuff like that, but yet you kind of can when you compose a photograph then as well with the whole, you know, rule of thirds from a photography point of view, yes, but how much then of that can you actually control because the light and the colours in the landscape are as nature basically dictating to sit in front of you, unless you want to go back and say, you know what, 
I'm from Japan, that, that, that tree that I like over there, I actually prefer for it to have pink leaves, just like it did in Japan. So you know what, those silver birch, no, they're going to be my Mali birch, you know. So you know that you can do that then as well from a graphic design point of view, if you really wanted to put in your own spin on it, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Mm. Uh, you keep mentioning Japan and, and Michael uh, Kenner is, is someone who, he, you know, he, he, he's a big um, inspiration um, on my photography. Uh, I don't actually copy. I, I've said this before about uh, other photographers. I tend not to look at too many photographers. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you ask me a question for, uh, further on, there's, there's quite a big answer about photographers, so... I'll wait right, till okay. we get to that. <laughs> okay, okay. And you know what? What I'd like to talk to you about next, I suppose, is something that you've only started to do recently, but you've gone, again, 185 miles an hour since you started doing it, you know, which was, like, I think it was the year before. So you only started vlogging in 20... I say only, I mean, it's 2020 now. So it was 2018, I think. You did your first Correct. vlog at I, the photography show, and you really, really jumped in at that point. Is that right? First public... Um, when I said okay. public, my first vlog was at Malham um, with a gentleman called Stephen McNally, who, who's a fabulous photographer. And a link between Michael Kenner, because he, Stephen McNally does a lot of black and white work. And uh, I, I got to know Stephen through doing exhibitions at okay. uh, a local art gallery. And he said, you want to come out with me for the day and, and do some photography? I said, you know what? I'm thinking about starting vlogging. And uh, mm -hmm. I had a, an iPhone and a really rubbish tripod and off we went to Malham. And uh, it's, it's a I've left, I, I've not took any videos off, but well, it's cringing. Do you not get that mm. yourself, Darren? You look back and you think, oh yeah. God, what did I record there? But, but it's nostalgia again. It's something it to look back on and think. Uh, improvement continual improvement is a big thing for me so starting vlogging uh, uh, creating video and content is is something that i love a lot because of that continual reach continual mm -hmm. improvement and trying to get mm -hmm. better and craft mm -hmm. your art if you like so tell me so about this infamous day that i mentioned that i thought okay you're right and sorry i thought it was your first one but obviously it's the first public one but yeah. you didn't just go like and go, ah, sure, I'll go hide here in the corner or like that. You went balls deep right <laughs> into the middle of the show with your camera right in front of you and started to talk away and said, you know what, if I might as well dive in, I'll go into the deepest end, yeah? Yeah, uh, I remember getting there where you stand outside it, uh, in the big um, arena mm -hmm. and uh, started trying to talk to my camera and, uh, to the phone and, and I was thinking whoa, what am I doing? This is insane. <laughs> there's people around me, there's people looking at me. And it taught me a real valuable lesson that, that has, has stuck with me ever since, is that don't don't care, don't worry. Just just yes. do it. Just, just go ahead and just, just talk and do it. And if people stare at you, so what? So what? It's fun. It is fun, you know, and like you, you went straight like to, to the top as well in regards to, you had a special guest on your first one as well, didn't you? Oh, God, who was that? Did Oof. you not fo photobomb somebody and uh, tell them that they were going to be on your vlog? A Mr. Oh. Uh, Thomas Heaton. Oh, gosh, how could I forget that? Sorry, I Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that the year after? I think that oh, might was been, it? I don't know. Yeah, I think that might have been my second year that, you know. Oh, was it? Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. 
the first year was um, I'd run off with a Hasselblad camera. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he chased me down the aisle. So, and I didn't record that, but uh, I met some really <laughs> lovely people. So many people who must have thought, who the who is this guy? What is I remember going to the Benrow stand and just tormenting the life out of him. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> but they were really interesting. They were talking about a new filter system they had. And, uh, so even then, uh, you know, I went on the Lee stand, the Nissi stand, the Benrow stand. I went on as many stands as I could and just engaged with people. And it, and it wasn't because I wanted anything from them. I wasn't doing it for, like, people do these days, sponsorship or want free yeah, product. Yeah, for sure. I just yeah. did it because I, I, I love photography and the stands were accepted. goes back to graphic design. I've designed stands for, for the... Uh, uh, for the Birmingham shows before for different businesses and c- quite mm-hmm. big stands have done the full design for and 3D mm-hmm. layouts. So I was I was really engaging with them uh, because of what they put on and, and the actual stage and the 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 um, the show the the actual you know stands that each brand had I found yes. interesting and I was yes. like oh, I love how you've displayed this I love you and, and they were like looking at me like who's this guy <laughs> what was he to you what's he on about yeah never said I love and your I was tripod doing it. but that stand is even yeah. better <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it, it was it, that was it just don't care just people are people and uh, I've always been like this it, I'm actually quite shy <laughs> Well, you know what? I think everybody is really, really shy. And it's the introvert becomes the extrovert and the extrovert becomes the introvert. And that's the yeah. interesting thing, I think, about from a psychology. But you're dead right, because, you know, at that photography show as well, I mean, when I was only at it once, but I was blown away about the amount of people. So you actually effectively are completely anonymous in, in a bigger crowd. So yeah. the only one that really cares about it is you. And you know, at the end of the day, if you cared about it so much that you wanted to do it and press the record button, then do it. You know, and just don't have any fear in regards to it. So I, I, I applaud you for what you did because that's a big, big challenge for a lot of people. You know, the biggest fear that people have in the world uh, is public speaking. And, you know, not only public speaking to an audience, but then all of a sudden you can have this small camera in front of you. And I know, you know a friend of ours, Adam Wadjokatcher, he, yeah. he imagines that this camera is his friend and that he's talking to this camera. And that's only it. He's only looking at the camera. Everything else around him is completely oblivious. This is his camera, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's a big part of it, I think. Yeah, it is. I, I do imagine I'm talking to people or there's someone on the other side or um, sometimes it's just, uh, it's just you gotta, you've got to just express yourself and, you do. And, and I'm lucky that I do have people that watch. Um, yeah. we're, we're, we're both quite lucky that we have regular watchers, we have people who support us yes. and, and that's a big help because that's who I'm talking to. Yeah. People are interested, and in, and like yourself, you you're producing quality, and and week in week out as much as you can, you're producing that quality not just for yourself, but because you want people to be entertained, you want people to have something of a standard. You don't want to just put something out and 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 then be, you know, disappointed or people are not watching. And week in week out, you, you've got to continually improve. Um, I fully agree with you. Sure. I fully agree. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned there and you touched on a couple of different styles of photography, right? Now, I mean, the next question I'm going to ask you, I presume it's not going to be the obvious answer, which is, have you a preferred type of photography so far? Is it landscape photography or have you a preferred other type that you want to do more of or you, whichever? Uh, 
Landscape photography is really accessible, isn't it? You just go outside. Yes. yes. It doesn't matter where you are to me. You know what I'm like. I'll, I'll do it anywhere. Uh, yes. It, it doesn't take have photos to be. anywhere too. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, uh, but, but I love portraiture and I love street okay. photography. Now, I've done a bit of street photography in my past and I've done a bit, mm, no, I'll say last year, but now obviously because of the world's upside down. Yes, that's that's not going to happen. I don't think. I don't feel confident doing street photography. Oh, I should be actually. I should be documenting again these times that we're in. You know, people with masks on everywhere is quite bizarre at the moment. I still, I will never, I uh, think, accept it or get used to it. It's something we have to do, and it's the right thing to do. But it is very strange times that we live in. But um, I adore portraiture as well. But it's just been kids, family brother you know it's just been people uh, I photographed who were close to me and mm-hmm. uh, I've mm-hmm. got on the wall here in front of me I've got 16 images of the little girls I've got two girls Brilliant. and and they're sick and tired of my camera <laughs> <laughs> so if there is any other um uh, yeah discipline it would be portraiture I'd love to do more of that yeah, you know what? It's something that I've tried a couple of times and and failed on both occasions. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you yeah. know, Dad always kind of slags me is that I don't ever use my camera to take pictures of the kids. I just use my phone because by the time I get my camera out, get everything set up, get everything dialed in, the moment is gone. Gone. Whereas, yeah. bang, I just get the camera and it's done. You know. So no, but saying that though, it is quite addictive. Um, when you start using some nice glass as well to get lovely bokeh yeah. in the background, it's extremely addictive in that point of view. So um, when I ever do, if I ever do upgrade my camera and I get one that has the eye focus, I think I'll just go for it then at that point because uh, I'll try more portrait. Because for me, what I struggle with is getting, make sure it's in focus um, for that yeah. short moment. Um, but also then as well, like, you know, you might get a photograph, it could be indoors. Okay, I'm not going to be able to do that unless I whack the ISO through the roof. Yeah. Or I go to the widest I have, and it's still at that point. So, you know, okay, that's when you need a flash. And I'm like, I'm not even going to bother doing all that. But, um, you know, I think it's something for me also that I'd like to do more of. So, yeah, it's interesting that you have that also as a similar passion. It's magic, you know, an off-camera flash with a little controller, very cheap setup, some some little young new on top and a control, and then what, just one octobox and, and set it up. And, I, I, and I've been really playing with that and... I'm not. I used to do a bit, of, obviously, graphic design. Someone mm-hmm. would want a brochure. They want a catalogue. They want some. Oh, can you? Can you just? It was always like, can you just do that? Can you just take yeah. pictures of fifty products? Uh, yeah, I suppose. And I, I've photographed um, petrol canisters. I've photographed all kinds of weird stuff. I, I won't even <laughs> get into the sex toys. But moving on. <laughs> Honestly, I've done some page layouts and designs for some very bizarre companies. There was one in Wigan that they had a lot of toys, shall we say, for a brochure. And I've done all kinds of things. And from that to funnels for um, really big, you know, um, like service stations. And Mm -hmm. they pour in uh, like lubricant for petrol. And I I was sent all these like different coloured liquids in canisters to photograph my god that was so boring but wow. but then but then again it's that idea of uh giving your best so even though they were just clear plastic containers with liquid in 
I'd like yes. them from underneath so the colour had shown. I'd like them side and just I'd really try and make it look as as sexy as I could, a little plastic Absolutely, canister, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. And and make the, it pop. the client was always happy, they was always happy, so that's the key, isn't it? It is, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, like, the final question I suppose I have for you before we take a first break, right, is Aye. what's been your biggest learning so far? Now, photography maybe, graphic design, Ooh. vlogging, people, whatever. What From a f- photography genre overall, what's been your biggest learning? I should say something about photography. Uh, but you're, le- you're learning all the time with photography. It never ends, and there's nothing one, there's nothing specific. But something I've learned very recently, and I think you know, is having the right boots and a good bag. <laughs> so I've been, I've been. Boots have plagued my feet. Honestly, it's. I've learned that to take good pictures, especially as a vlogger. You've got yes. to feel comfortable. You've got to feel, you know, relaxed in the, in nature, in the environment you're walking through. And if your feet are killing and you but you feel like the Hulk because your backpack weighs thirty six pound, and you you know, so I've learned. And and today I've just received an Osprey Stratos thirty six. I'm getting rid. Of, I'm sorry, Law Pro, if you're listening, but your backpack has crippled me for years and it's gone mm. it's over i put the osprey on and i've loaded it i've got three lenses now i normally wow. only have two uh, i got a um, 24 to 120 because i wanted to lighten the gear and yes. just have that lens as a walk around lens but i've put all of it in this osprey put it on my back and i've been walking around the house all day with this backpack on and it's like i've got nothing on my back Wow. It's light as a feather, and I've got all the same gear in it. And I just, oh, so yeah, if I've learned anything, folks, get the right feet, shoot for right feet, eh? <laughs> get the right boots for your feet, and get a good bag. And make sure you've tried it first. Don't just think, you know, oh, James Burns, he's got one of them. I, I'll have one of them. Well, Mikey has one of those bags, though, doesn't Mike, he? Mikey's got, um, Mikey's got, um, oh gosh, what is it? An Atlas now. Okay. Atlas, okay. really nice, really nice bag. But uh, yeah, I think uh, every photographer and even the dogs have got a Whistler. They, they, everyone had one of those, and, and and you're seeing, you think, oh, it must be a good bag. Hey, look, you know the the conditions they go in in the rain, and you think, yeah, that's the bag for me. And and the bag itself weighs the weight of two cameras before yeah, you've heavy. got anything in it. It is heavy. It and is I, heavy. And I think it's nearly a year and a half I've had that on my back and oh, I've just had enough. So if there's one thing I've learned, that's you've got to have the right equipment for the job. And especially your shoes look after your feet oh, like they yeah. say in the army. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Listen, Maddie, that's been a fantastic first part there. We'll take a very, very quick break and we'll be right back after this. Hello everybody, my name is Thomas Heaton, landscape photographer and YouTube extraordinaire and this is the Irish Photography Podcast with your hosts, Darren and Dermot. And you're very welcome back to the second part of the Irish Photography Podcast, episode 121 with Mally Davis. Mally, so question for you, I alluded to it at the very beginning that I said, you know, you're Mally, let's create Davis, friend to the stars. So... You do seem to have quite a lot of the stars as your friends. How do you how do you wear that crown? 
I've, I, I don't know what you're on about. I, I really don't. I've not a clue. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've yeah, not a clue. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, the yeah. first time at the Northern Photography Show um, in Penrith, I bumped, I bumped into, which I couldn't believe, um, Adam Gibbs. Mm-hmm. And to say I'm a friend to the stars, I was just mouth open. Adam, hello. <laughs> I was so nervous. I was like looking, and he was like a giant as well. Because you know when you see us on screen, we we all yeah. we we unless until we meet each other, like we've met, you don't yeah. really get a size of. He's really tall, and I was like, oh my god, he's a giant. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I remember looking at him and thinking, what do I say? How do I approach him? And I think I walked round him about four times, uh, and he and I just was like little schoolgirl. I was just completely, <laughs> you know, whacking myself like, "Oh God, it's Adam!" And I was like, "All right, Adam," you know. And he was he was jet lagged. He he was looking at me with one eye, and the other eye was like looking at a donut or something. He was just <laughs> he was completely knackered. And I, and I thought I can't talk to to Adam now. This I just feel really, it's not right. It'd be a bit like I'm I'm quite um, old fashioned me, and I'd have yeah. found it rude to to try and have a really big conversation with him. And he was so polite. He was such a lovely man. And I, I thought, wow, you know. And we had a little conversation about where you're going, what you're doing. So at that point, uh, it kind of opened the floodgates and thought he's he's just sound. He's just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I've always been like this. I was, I've been like this throughout me, my life. I talk to, I talk to anyone. Yeah, it doesn't matter who they are, rich, famous, poor, whatever. You know, I, I'll have a good chat with anyone, especially yeah. coming from a music background. You meet so many people, and going festivals, you just talk to anyone. It, it doesn't matter. And like you get to talk to Gary Goff. I'd, I'd go to Gary Goff's evenings. I talk to Thomas Eaton. Again, very nervous to talk to Thomas Eaton because, yeah, he's a he's a bit of a ledge, isn't he? He's, he's top of the tree. He he's is, the yeah. Godfather. He is, yeah, you know? absolutely. And he, I was speaking actually, I suppose, in regards to that that evening with Gary Goff when he had his evenings and he had the yeah. interview with Adam Gibbs, and it was like as if, Matty, come up here a second, buddy, and like, oh, jeez, who's Matty? He's up on the stage with everybody else as well. Like, so yeah, yeah it was good yeah. that you knew the guys as well before that, yeah. Yeah, I, and I get myself, because I'm like I am, I get myself in these predicaments and I think, oh, why? Why? What am I doing? And I, you just go with it because at the end of the day, it's a bit of fun. And like you said earlier, it's one life, one chance. It might never happen again. And you're, you're amongst talent. You're amongst people, like-minded people. And let's face it, we're all, again, like I say, we're all reaching for a better standard of photography and they're, they're a few years ahead and I like to mm-hmm. think one day I, I, I could be or maybe push myself that further I'm better than them <laughs> well you know what but, you, know, if you, you, you can put anything if you can do anything you want to if you put your mind to it and you exactly. just say you know what this is what I want to do your mind is the biggest thing that you have and the strongest thing and I'm sure that if you say True. I want to do it no better boy to do it. But you know what? I'll actually throw a question into you here you weren't expecting. So you're actually friends as well with uh, f- five other stars at the moment. Oh, so yes. So you've, uh, you've, you've got this weekly gig going as well at the moment there. Do you want to tell our listeners in case they haven't heard of it or haven't watched it? Yeah, well, basically we get drunk on a Friday and it's called <laughs> The Photography Pubcast. And we've got Ree, Mr. Gary, 
Gary Norman. He's the man. He's the brainchild of this uh, podcast. You've got yeah. Jamie Overland. He's the uh, spreadsheet organization of the, <laughs> the gaff. Yeah. <laughs> and then we've got Darren Knight. Hi, Keen Eye Darren. And then we're moving on. Well, should we mention it? Yeah, we'll mention him. We've got James Burns. Me and James joined later. Um, so uh, David Griff was the originator with Darren and Gary and Jamie. And then for mm-hmm. some reason, they thought they'd get two other imbeciles on. And, and that's been it. That's been us. We've been doing it now. I think we're on episode 25, coming up to 25. And uh, yeah, it's good fun. Got a bit feisty last week. And, I, haven't, uh, I haven't actually, I haven't watched or listened to that one yet. Uh, but it's not, it didn't go out. It didn't oh, go okay. out. Luckily, one week no, before. Not, not luckily. They always take the mick out of me because on a Saturday morning they say that I'm like, what did I say? What did I say? Because I do like a few ciders and I kind of let myself go a bit. Unlike tonight, I'm sober as a judge. So you might think, who is this guy? What? Why is he? Why is he talking like this? He's now me pissed. But no, uh, um, uh, yeah, it, it's been great fun, and they are a great bunch. We all met at home, Fen, down yes. south. That was fantastic. Ah, wonderful place, wonderful place. And to spend it with, with five open-minded, very talented individuals who who you can have the crap with, ah, can't ask for more. Really. Who, whose idea was the Dad's Army skit? Do you know, I think, I think, I think that might have been Darren. And, no, it was Jamie. Wow. I think it was Jamie's idea, yeah. Yeah, I I laughed out loud when I saw it. I was like, "Yeah, brilliant, brilliant, well thought out as well." The fact that you were there all together, bang, and then for, and for a short window of time as well, because Gary was there, I think, for the shortest. James arrived late. Yes, late. Missed the mist. Did the burn? Sure, he arrived late when he was to meet me as well in the late in the Lake District. I was just leaving. I was packing up. He was supposed to meet me for sunrise. He arrived an hour and a half late. It's funny that he was late for me at Glenridden as well. There's 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 a, there's a pattern here, isn't there? There does seem to be, yeah, all right, yeah, there does seem to be. But you know what, it's getting to old age, like it's catching up with them, you know what I mean? Those early starts, you know, they can't really work all the time, can they? Yeah, and carrying that whistle around, he's definitely doing his back no good. Honestly, you know what, it's, you're right, because when I met him, like he, I could see he was carrying weight on the bag, like, and I was like, okay, and he put the bag down, and it just, you know when you got a heavy bag and it goes straight down, and I was like, yeah. Jesus, James, give me, give me a look at that there. Like, I tried to lift it up, and I was like, my God, man, that is so heavy with stuff. And yeah. it was like, when he yeah. look, you know, I think, I think he had at the time the 70 to 200, um, 2.8. He did, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a heavy lens to be dragging Big around ass. in the landscape, but yeah. there's no need for it in reality, you know. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, five five great guys. And if anyone hasn't uh, heard of the podcast, go on YouTube. You'll no. find all these guys, all their smiling, happy faces, getting more <laughs> and more inebriated as the hour would go on. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> but in the last 10 minutes is when the best actually comes through because that's then when the four hours of pre-drinking before they start recording uh, kind of really start to, to bed in. And then it's the last 10 minutes when all the craziness happens, yeah? It's true, the inhibitions. But they do always say I start early. I don't know <laughs> what they mean. I really don't. I think I said last week I had uh, shoes made of pastry. I, don't, I, don't, I really don't know what's going on sometimes, but it's all fun. Good fun. Well, you know, if you say shoes made of pastry to me, I think that they're shoes that just dissolve, so you're not going to be strong yeah. and there's no purpose well, you're of out, them. You're always hungry. You know, if you're hungry, you've got a snack. 
<laughs> pull a bit off your big toe, you know, have a munch. If you've got carrots and peas in there as well, if you know, for your underfoot. <laughs> no, thanks. No, you can keep that patented idea. I don't think it's ever going to catch on. No, it's not going to catch on. No. But, but actually, you know, speaking of something that actually is, that did catch on is something you created on social media. You're very, very active on social media. And, you know, you created a group, which I've alluded to in your middle name, which is Let's Create. Um, it wasn't always Let's Create. It was your own group that you would have started off with. But it's probably one of the best groups I've seen in recent years because it's full of creators who are there to support each other. And it's not just a, 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 a kind of a click and like brigade. There's great interaction. You know, you do some fantastic things. Uh, you know, we'll talk about those as well in a moment. But can you tell me, I suppose, how did that group start? Where did the, the idea or the spark come from in regards to the Let's Create group? Well, to keep it compact, it, it, it started out a group of local people. And this is no word of a lie, this. This started with a couple of people online saying they weren't happy with the camera club they were in. Uh, they wanted to meet like-minded people and get out. So I, I had an idea that I'll make a meet-up. And that meetup, um, I posted on Facebook. Now, it was only meant to be for four or five of us. It was only meant to be the people I'd been talking with. Uh, and I think it was on Facebook at the time. And then it was 12 people all signed up to come to it. And then, and then in the end, they ended up with Tony Higginson there. Uh, Neil wow. Hume is a wonderful long exposure photographer. Um, Tim Day came there was quite a few people and so there was, there was people there who came to learn as well who, who wanted to know a little bit more about photography and I absolutely just ate it up I loved it it was yeah. wonderful being with these people talking about photography I was like this is just superb so I thought right from that point I made the group and it was mm -hmm. called Mali. It was Mali Meetups. It was Mali Photography Meetups and Workshops. Oh, that's dead catchy, that name. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> it is, yeah. It really I rolls thought, off my tongue, yeah. And people started joining. And it, this all this was just meant to be for local. It was for local people, you know. Yeah, by local people, yeah. Yeah, and, and that just didn't happen. I ended up with people coming on from Australia, Italy. Ended up with people all over the world. I think in war it got to 100 people, got to 200 people, got to 300, and it was going and going. I'm thinking, wow. And I'm, I'm engaging with everyone, and people are posting. Yes. I'm coming up with ideas. I was very active, like you say. And uh, the whole thing was about, it was about being with like-minded people and um, to share without rules as well. It was basic rules, but you mentioned about link dropping and things like that. At the end of the day, I have quite a different philosophy on Facebook. Facebook, it's a place to advertise and promote yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not so keen on promoting, say, brands, unless you're mm -hmm. the brand. So yes. if you're the brand, or, or maybe you use a brand and, and you can uh, vouch for that brand as it's good equipment. I don't mind that neither. Uh, mm -hmm. but, but at the end of the day, I think people get a little bit uppity and a little bit, oh, yeah, you can't post and run, you can't do this and you can't do that. And I think, right, you can on here. And it's done mm -hmm. no damage. It's yeah, it's it actually better. grown and people yeah. do link drop and post, and but they get engagement. So this is the key, I think. People have to come back and reply. They drop something and run off. 
And then they yeah. get 10 people going, oh, I like that. And they have to come back and go, whoa, hold on a minute. There's people engaging here. So there's, yes. there's a lot of people on the group who are regulars, if you like, and people have come along on, on this journey. I don't normally say that word, but it, it really has been a journey of local people and people I've got to meet on my vlogging. And they've supported me and they've followed me and, and they've come onto the group and they've supported the group. The conversations are flowing and it and it's just wonderful to see. And sometimes I take the rain, I put the reins down, I just let it go like this past week. The competition runs regular where you can uh, post a picture on a theme or a subject. And instead of just getting the banner and it being a, a nothing, because let's face it, you win a banner, what kudos you know nice to be a group banner it's pride yes lovely but i want to take this further so i've had the idea of making a book it, it will be a basic book a coffee table book print on demand might be amazon yet i haven't actually finalized where i'm getting it printed it'd be mm -hmm. not non-profit i'm not making anything out of it i'm going to design the book myself so far i think i've got 25 winners so that's 50 pages i'm doing two pages per winner I think, at the moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's not going to be a thin book. It's going to be something that's going to be, uh, you're going to be proud to have and be in at. Uh, that's the point. It's pride. And, and to have something that you can look through your friends who you talk to on the group as well and say, ah, oh, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, there's Liam or, you know, there's Jackie and oh, there's there's Ian. And, and we all know these people, you know, we all get to know these people. And they, What's what's amazing is the last meetup I had, and I, I and I think um, I haven't really mentioned the meetups much, but the the two are tied together. Let's create, and the meetups are, are, are one. They are going to be getting more when when the world stops being upside down. The meetups mm -hmm. come back, but the last one I had at Town House and Black Crag, there was over twenty people came on it. Wow. Twenty people, and and I still. I have to pinch myself. Think, Whoa, this is this is nuts because the the, the coming. I uh, don't mean to sound uh, big-headed here, but the coming for the community and the coming to see me, because mm -hmm. I bring seem to have this ability. I don't know. I don't even realize I had it that I bring people together. And it's not even that I get involved with everyone. I just see everyone um, yes. chatting and 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 community and, and it's wonderful and I step back sometimes and look at the meetups and think wow I've done that wow and you know what you're dead right and it's something that I think it's enthusiasm Manny that you have which is infectious and people want to be able to have that as well as their own feeling to attach that emotion to being there which means collectively as a group then you get a hive of positivity a hive of creativeness very similar as well to the group because you yeah. know i've seen people bunks off each other and there's people having conversations within the group and learning from each other that they would never have had a conversation if it wasn't for the group you know and you say there about you know okay you do the different competitions but even that itself is a creative drive and a creative enthusiasm to tell people you know what this week it's about water okay yeah. the next the next one is going to be about clouds so if somebody already has a photograph of it, great, I can try that up now and people can look at this photograph. And everybody from a photography point of view, if they're sharing images, they want 
to get feedback on that image. Exactly. And that, yeah. You know, the immediate feedback from the, the whole social media side of things right now is likes or hearts on Instagram or whatever it is on other platforms, right? But yeah. when you start bringing it to life more so from an interaction, and as you say, people are not just posting an image for sake of posting it, they're, they're posting in a theme. And that theme has been created by you, which mm. is then saying, hang on, I don't have an image of clouds, but ah, I'll go and look and I'll see if I can get a photograph. So now you're pushing somebody to go take that photograph to enter into this. So that's then creating that further enthusiasm, which is what people want to be part of. That makes yeah. sense. That's my that's my impression of it anyway. That, that's that's exactly that's exactly it. And, and I want that to grow, which was, uh, I haven't mentioned, but I'm really excited uh, because I've I'm in a position now where I can do giveaways and I can actually give products to winners. Brilliant. Um, which is going to take a bit of work, obviously, with postage. There's going to be costs and things. But I'm finding a way, and and I'm hoping, and soon, whoever wins or wins uh, the, the newer competitions that I'm going to start putting out, they can actually win products. They can win filters. Super. They can win tripods. They can win camera bags. And I'm really excited to start yeah. doing a bit more of that, yeah, that where there's actually fantastic. reward. You know, yeah. the... There's something in it because it community is lovely and great, but people then appreciation, conversation, like you say, improvement, and and but then to have a to have something, think oh, I won that, I got that for that image. Do you remember? You know, hey, dots. Do you remember that image? You know, you're talking to your miss. Do you remember that image you got? You know, and and yeah. uh, I've I've won a filter set here. You know, and yeah. it fantastic. You know, and they can do what they want with them. I fully agree with you. And you know what you say there about winning a banner? Okay, like even on the, my own groups, I suppose, here, you know, the Monster Landscape Photography and the Irish Photography Podcast Facebook groups. Like we, I've over the years done many, many different things, particularly in, in MLP. And the amount of people that would get so, so excited about winning yeah. a banner, but they would go so far to cheat to win a banner. What are they wow. going to do if you win a banner? All you're going to do basically is take a screenshot of it while it's there, save it on your phone, and probably never see the light of day again. Whereas from your point of view, you're bringing something out which is a tangible item, as you say, a filter. So every time they use those filters, these are the filters I won on Let's Create. And yeah. that's bringing the community to life because it takes it away from that screen grab, like you said, and as you perfectly rightly say, every time, look, missus, you know, don't be giving out to me for taking the photos. Look what I won. And that's the yeah. biggest thing, I think, uh, yeah. you know, overall. Yeah. All right. So look, Mally, you know, um, you mentioned there, I suppose, look, in regards to doing meetups and stuff like that. And one of the things I liked when you were doing the meetups is that you started vlogging um, when you were doing the meetups and you started going, OK, this is John and hi, John, say hi to the camera, blah, 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 blah. So people are getting involved in that. And that's an unusual thing from a uh, landscape photography, outdoor vlogger to do is to bring other people in. But you're doing that. And I think that's even makes it more part of the community. But you do all that. Right. And I. I, I record video when I go out taking photos, as you know. Right. And, yeah. you know, I generally try and get my photograph before I start going anything to the camera. But you are something unique as far as I can see because you go out with your camera. You're in whatever landscape. Your enthusiasm is infectious, like I said, and that's being honest with you. Um, you know, I mentioned you... Jesus, when was it two years ago when I said, you know, my five photographers to look out for? And I said, you know, I watched yeah, I, because I always I was excited because you don't know what Manny's going to say next. And that's really, for me, what's around the next corner. And that's why I continue to watch your videos, right? Um, but one thing I think is quite unique on it is you're going to all these places and you're going to all these scenes. And at the end of it, you post your images 
and no. you're after picking out details that most people would walk by. You're after finding something, a little scene, a little vignette, which is absolutely beautiful, or there's a bit of the mountain, but you're making an attachment to this when you're taking your photograph and you're feeling passionate about it. Trees is an example. You know, so there's a love affair with you with, 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 with trees. Yeah. Um, but like, how do you manage to, 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 to find those unique images, which most people walk by? Like, where, does, where do you think that comes from? Can, and also record all this on video too, by the way. Too kind. Very kind there, Darren. Very kind words. And I very appreciated. No problem. Uh, it's a true story. <laughs> um, how I don't... Um, it's... Um, phew, if I could formulate it, it's excitement, it's seeing, it's being there. Um, we're lucky to be where we are, I think, sometimes when we go out in these places and... And just nature excites me, and I see things because um, turn around, look, keep looking. Uh, you, you've got to have energy. You, you've got to put a lot into it, and and I don't find that hard. There's harder mm. things in this world to do. It's there's people who who are in far more difficult situations than we are, and when we go out, it's fill your boots, it's embrace nature, embrace the world, and then. These shots and things, as you, you mentioned so kindly, I don't think of them as anything... Um, oh, it's, how can I say unique? I just think they're there for the taking. And and then the technical side, sometimes I, I forget myself, you know, and as long as it's sharp. I've always gone with that because I spent a long time with various cameras and disappointment with images not being sharp. And when an image isn't in focus, it's good night. Unless you're doing yeah. it on purpose, unless it's abstract, yeah. unless it's very artistic. But if you're in the landscape and it and it's out of focus, and and you know it's, yeah. and sometimes and we all do it, we'll all have a shot and we think, oh, I like that, but it's slightly out. Oh, I'll just I'll just sharpen. It. I don't sharpen images a lot. Mm. I hardly sharpen, and maybe I should sharpen more. But I find that. The only thing I need to worry about is getting the image sharp. Uh, I shoot manual, and the yes. dials now, as you know yourself, it, it this finger and thumb, it's natural. Light meter, boom, boom, boom. I want yeah. an underexpose, overexpose. Mountains, I want an underexpose. I want light patches jumping out. Uh, trees, I want to push it to the to the to the um, right. right. I want to shoot with the highlights so I can bring the shadows in without noise. Oh, these things just become a, a, an extension of your, your hand, your thinking. And then for me, then, it's just about seeing and walking around and getting excited and emotional. And Because it is emotional. Um, sometimes you can see some a scene. I remember being at home, um, fell, and it was so windy and crazy weather and snowdrifts. And I... <laughs> And it was just the most wonderful scene opening up before my eyes of these silver birch and the tarn. And I, I took these images. And, and, you know, they've not really been embraced by a lot of people, but they're some of my favourite images I've ever took mm -hmm. uh, because of that moment and, and seeing and looking and, and just engaging with the landscape when it's at its best and... Even when it's not at its best, I've had moments where the light's been harsh in the woodland. 
I think we'll use it. Let's mm-hmm. push the line. Let's make it lighter. Let's blow it out. Let, let, let's really try something else. Let's let, mm-hmm. just have fun. Just enjoy it. That, that's me. That's me, really. And you know what? That's clear and that's evident when I look at your videos. And I'm sure the audience as well that watched them feel exactly the same thing as well. And, you know, speaking of the videos, um, is there anybody that you'd like to collaborate most with on YouTube and why? It's a big question, you know, and uh, I've put some thought into this. Okay. Uh, so many photographers. There's so many people who are so talented. True and story, um, yeah. I could... Uh, of course yourself, Darren. Of course you, yourself. You, 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 you can't include <coughs> me. I mean, look, you know, that's a natural. That's a given, you know what I mean? That's ass-kissing, isn't it? That's, well, that's what we call that, ass-kissing. That, yeah, but that, it's that's true. That's going to happen but regardless of you kissing It should have fucking happened this year, and it, it didn't happen. Have. Should, I should be on the Atlantic, wild Atlantic. Where were you right now? I know. And it, I, was, uh, I, it, was great. Uh, it was a great plan, but unfortunately, COVID yeah. kicked in. Yeah, so if, if I was to spend time with someone... Um, there's two people I've I've really put some thought into, and that would be Rachel Talibert. Okay. I would love to just spend some time photography chatting with her, and 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 just just to to shoot and just chat and just you know. Did and you then, did you listen to her podcast she did with Bernard by any chance? Did you? No, not yet. And you know okay. Bernard's channel, I only discovered it because of you guys. Oh, really? Because I think he's only on episode 11, is he? 10, 11? 10, 10, yeah. 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 And I've I've just joined, uh, literally, okay. like, a couple of days. You put something out, didn't you, with, with Bernard? Yeah, myself and Dermot were on for his 10th episode, yeah. Yeah, but, um, he's, he's, he's super talented, and, and I love his photography. And there's that many people out there, like I say, who are, it's fantastic. Yeah, well, and, uh, you, you, you'll get a good insight into Rachel now from that because it was a right. phenomenal insight <sighs> in regards to her. So yeah, she's your yeah. first choice. Who, who, she's my first choice. My second's Adam Gibbs. Okay. To go out Vancouver. For the love of with, trees together. You can go, yeah. go out and hugging all the trees and go, yeah. I love this oh, tree more yeah. than you, Adam. No, Definitely. you don't. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And which brings me to brings me to my next point is that was photographers. I'd like, although Adam's a vlogger as well, but I class yes. Adam as a uh, and Rachel as as artists as as profound photographers, if you like. Yeah. Now the next person, I'm not saying he isn't because he is a superb photographer, but wouldn't it be good if we did some skits and sketches, me and uh, the old Hardcastle? Oh, that, for sure. I'd love that. That'd be such fun. And it, for sure. It, yeah, I think I'd be even more northern than I already am. It'd just be. Uh, Oh It'd yeah, you'd probably madness. go up to Spinal Tap Eleven. Yeah. Spinal Tap Eleven. I, Sheer I, you know madness. What? That would be incredible to see because you know Gavin is sound. I mean, yeah. you, know, you say about meeting people and thinking and expectations. Gavin is sound. Yeah. Um, you know, and like, um, I think that would probably be hilarious, and I think you'd probably have gags coming out for months in regards yeah. to the two of you getting together. We'll have to make yeah. that happen. Oh, I tell you what, that, yeah, that would be a bit special. Yeah, I'd be very, I'd be very nervous like I am now talking to the great Darren J. Spoonley. I stopped the lights. Well, I think after I'll a couple of hours. I'll use my Jedi mind tricks there and I'll keep you yeah. calm. It's okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think after a couple of hours, though, I think that's the thing. Uh, Gavin would have me probably 
crawling around on all fours and pretending I was what's his dog called Cletus. Cletus, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, not that I'd do it though. He'd have, to, <laughs> he'd have to pay me well. Yeah, he pays in twirls, but he never pays up in the twirls. Ah, twirls is fine. Twirls yeah, are fine. Yeah, he pays They're smaller twirls. than he, he, they he used to be. He never pays up. They're yeah. all small than they used to be. They're no, cutbacks, yeah. boy. Cocoa powder's got to getting more expensive. <laughs> yeah, you know? it is. Yeah. yeah. Good choices. All right, listen, look, Manny, we're going to take one final break and we'll come back with our staple questions that we ask every single guest. So I hope you're ready because you know what these questions are, so you should have all your answers prepared for it. So we'll be right back after this. My name is Gavin Hardcastle, and I just heard Mally Davis claim that Uncle Grumpy is his favourite photographer. Well, Mally, I think it's time that you took a visit to the opticians, because we both know that I am your favourite, right? Oh, and as for paying you in twirls, let's keep it real. I'll be paying you in a much more affordable currency. That's right, a finger of fudge. Goodbye. And you're very welcome back to the final part of this episode with Mr. Mally Davis. Mally, like I said, you know, we have a staple of questions that we ask all of our guests when they come onto the podcast. And, you know, I'd like to go through these exact same questions with you. But normally it's myself and Dearmid, you know, so he always is the king of gas. So anything got to do with gear, he has to ask that question because I couldn't really take that mantle because, you know, I don't have the king of all shiny, I suppose, mm-hmm. you know, man- hat that I can wear. But, you know, from question to you. What gear do you use? So what are you? Are you a Canon shooter? Are you a Nikon shooter? Are you a Pentax shooter? Pentax. <laughs> you can say that. I used to shoot Pentax, you know. I had a, a K7 for a spell. Um, wow. But I've, I can't believe I've just owned up to that. Sorry, Pentax. <laughs> <laughs> Great camera. Great camera, but my God, they're heavy. I remember the full-frame yeah. camera they brought out, and I, I nearly got one. Is it a K1, I think? Don't know. Yeah, 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 K1. And it, it was just like, it built like a Russian tank. My wow. God. Great no quality, good. though. Great quality. No, no good to be logging around. So what are you using no, at the moment? No, what are we, well, you, you, I can hear the, I can hear the voices. I can hear Dodd. Nikon? Who? Nikon, Nikon. Ah, Nikon. Nikon. See now, look, guys, everybody of our regular listeners, we actually got a Nikon shooter <laughs> on the Irish Photography Podcast, Okay. I am one of the best Nikon cameras, I feel, uh, still, even D750. Contec- yeah, can compete with the, uh, the um, oh, God, it's gone. What's it, the... 810, 820, 850. No, the new mirrorless 700. boy, the... Um, oh, the Z6, Z5, Z7. The Z6, the, the Z6, <clears throat> the D750, in comparison to the Z6, has been compared quite a bit. There's quite a lot of videos online as well saying how it holds its own, apart yeah. from video. Sadly, yeah. Nikon yes. video is left wanting, apart from the new Z range of cameras. Um, but the Nikon D750 was an accident. Um, wow. uh, I had a, I always shot with D300s. I'd had two D300s and I'd had them for a while. Uh, uh, a lovely photographer, uh, Mike. Oh, God, his name's gone. Mike Brown. Mike, oh, Brown, Mike Brown, yeah. Does a lot of educational and one. He's, yeah. he's got a big community now, and he's yeah. he's, fam- he's one of the original. Fam- he's he's one of the OG YouTube, uh, photographer YouTubers. Oh yeah, yeah, he really is. Mike Brown's sound really top, top chap, and uh, I have a lot of respect for him. And he always shot with D three hundreds before he switched to Fuji, 
and I had okay. D300s. And then I went to get a D800, no, D810. That was it because of the anti-aliasing. I went to get a D810, and when I got to the shop, they didn't have it. It'd gone. Someone had bought it just before me. Right. And what they did have was a D750 and a load of glass. Mm-hmm. And I saw this and I thought, it's going to be too small for my big hands. And I picked the D750, because it is considerably smaller than the 800 series um, cameras. And I picked it mm-hmm. up and it was just like a glove. It was yes. just perfect. Cinderella. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like this. I should nice. go to the ball. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the woods were just beckoning me. Come in and take my picture. And it, it was just ah, just that feeling picking that camera up and going, this is a real Nikon. This is a lovely camera. But then yeah. what I didn't expect was the low light, the quality of the, the raw files. And then off the back of that, I had a 70 to 200 F4 and a 16 to 35 f4 game over man game over that was me done this is it this is the journey i'm I'm on it this ah that moment still lives in me that excitement that that even now i think of the d750 and i've cracked it i dropped it um i know i went to (laughs) sprinkling town up to sprinkling (laughs) town and uh um near oh god what's the bloody place called sty sty head and right. uh, and i grabbed me it grabbed me foot in the and a lot of people shout at me here i like a camera strap and oh. my foot went in the oh. camera strap snatched it out my hand with the 70 to 200 on oh. the lens was fine but it smacked the underneath of the body and it's broke the battery compartment and Uh-oh. so it's taped up at the moment but do you know what it, it's gonna be fine. I, I've I've managed to get the weather seal fixed. I've put the plastic back on, and okay. and off we go. And off we go. But of course, I got the shiny, shiny. I've Did got you get shiny? Sh- I want the Z6. I want. I, oh yeah. I, I'm like, yeah. Do I do it? Do I? But then, I don't know. Do you know? I'm close to thinking about getting another D750. Yeah, because they're on offer at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, very cheap, but even a second hand can pick up a decent, very uh, good condition D750 for under 600 quid. Wow. Which wow. for a full frame camera of that quality, hmm. Or mm. I know where there's a very good 5D Mark III going for sale there at a very good <laughs> yeah. price as well. You, you know, you actually could come over to the dark side, like. Well, he's already had me with one, a G7X Mark II. Oh yeah, he's already had me with one. So yeah, I could I could go to the dark side, but but do you know what? That's a lot of glass, and 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 not just that, the raw yeah, files right. are so much better off a of Nikon. They're too yellow, man. They're too yellow on Nikon. They're too blue on Canon. They're too yellow on Nikon. You know what I mean? But listen, you know what? It's good to have. Uh, you know, I was going to say a fellow Nikon person, but I can't say fellow Nikon person because I'm not a Nikon shooter. But uh, yeah, it's good yeah. to have a Nikon. Uh, shooter on the uh, on the podcast and actually you know what the next question i normally ask is a, a funny story but i'm yeah. hoping that that's not your funny story but you're catching it in the strap and damaging it have you got a funny story for me mally uh this is difficult because i i don't know why i can never think of the funny stories because i'm normally the butt of the joke and it's just come back to me right now on this moment about the butt okay. of the joke 
we went up to Black Crag on a meetup, as I said earlier, and there was a lot of people there. And it was really windy, if you ask anyone who was on that meetup. 60 oh, you paid hour. them all off to say that it was very windy. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah 60 yeah, yeah. mile an hour gusts. <laughs> and we climbed over this um, sty and over the dry stone wall to get to shoot these trees and get a bit of shelter. And, of course, Mali fashion, I fall over a lot. And I, this just came back to me. And I fell over uh, at the side of this rock and my pants fell down. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was there. And I say everyone, there must have been nine, ten people over the, this side of the wall and all with cameras. Oh. Uh, <laughs> there was Alan, there was Owen, there was Jay. Oh, and I was like, oh my, and I, and and it was just my ass crack was hanging out. True, you know, yeah, yeah, man true builder style. style like, I could, yeah. you could have parked all the bikes in Japan. Quite, which yeah, Japan's yeah, mentioned yeah. a lot, really. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> how good are you with Japanese names? I'm looking for somebody to take over from Dermot. Dermot talks about the camera equipment. Do you go with Japanese names since it's your native language? Yeah, yeah well, if, uh, if, uh, no, <laughs> 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 Fukushima. No, that's all oh, I yeah. know. There you go. That's yeah. All yeah, I yeah. Know. Well, anyway, oh, me me ass crap was out for all to see. Many a picture was taken, and luckily none were published. But after this, Brilliant. now I think revenge might, might be sweet. Some people, yeah, somebody might wants post. to send me over one there. I'll, yeah. uh, I'll sneak it in there into the description or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't. <laughs> and come here. We're, yeah. we're going to go back yeah. again now because, like I say, normally we go back and forth, right? So Dermot normally asks the question, but he's not here. So uh-huh. we have a section. I'm sure you're familiar with it because I know you listen to the podcast since pretty much we started it off. So it's our yes. VSP. And if it's somebody that's you know fresh to listening to the podcast, VSP stands for Very Solid Product. It's a product you'd swear by. You will not leave home without. If you could, you put your name on it and go, boom, that's what you need. This is my Very Solid Product. So Manny Davis, what's your VSP? There's three, right? You can't but have me- three. You can't. It's, can I, it's not called very solid three? products. Oh. Unless it's a tripod that has three legs. A sharpener. No. Okay. Go on, sir. Well, give us the three. Go well, on. You can as many sh- as you want. One was a sharpener, but see, one's quite. What? Well, yeah, pencil sharpener. Okay. I always carry a little notepad with me, and I, I write down ideas or little compositions, and and I, I use a pencil because it doesn't run out of ink and it won't spill in your bag. Okay, so good it, idea, yeah. Your pencil won't do any harm to your equipment, so I have a little pencil and a sharpener. So sharpener's very important. Um, but I was going to mention the new product that I've got, because I have got a bit of gas lately. Okay. Um, which is the Osprey, the Stratos 36. I've been yes. walking around in it all day, and I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's Can't wait to get out and play with it. I don't care if it's raining, I'm going to go anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I am. You're damn right. <laughs> uh, but they, they, what was the what was the other one? Uh, it was it, it was a genuinely. Uh, it mustn't have been that important. We'll just keep with the bat pack. We'll just keep with the bat pack because okay. I okay. I think that as a special product, after all those years of pain, and then putting this on today, it's gonna transform me photography. Hopefully. Hopefully yeah. it does, because More if it transforms you any faster than you've already been transformed over the last <laughs> number of years, you're going to be faster in the space than Elon Musk, or even faster than Tom Cruise after getting his ticket to the stratosphere there for next year, apparently. Oh, has he? Oh, hey, look at this. Yeah. Well into it there. I didn't know anything about this. I, I saw it as a news story yesterday, apparently. Oh, yeah, right. Tom Cruise is going to, the, going to space to film some first ever movie or something filmed himself and... 
the director wow. of some movie are booked on to uh, a flight with SpaceX next October and the two of them are going to go up and I'm not sure if they're going to be filming when they're up there or whatever but it'll be the first film ever first movie ever filmed in space wow wow yeah had to be typical Tom Cruise he'd have to go for it he probably thinks that those rock and roll loving aliens that give him all this money in the <laughs> church that he's belonged to belong up there and they're calling him back up there or something I don't know but yeah 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 the world's mad it is mad it is they might leave him up there <laughs> hopefully yeah hopefully and speaking of the world is mad so what's next what's next for you what's going to oh. be the, the next next plans like you know meetups uh, you can't do those the no. way you would have done them uh, yeah. you know I know in the UK the restrictions are different and even in Ireland now they're changing on a weekly daily basis um, so from your point of view okay meetups may, may or may not be on the cards but let me ask you the question I suppose what's next for, for Melly well it's it's a good question that because I've got a lot going on. Three six five is about to end, and okay. um, I'm so talk really as quickly about that. Three six five is. I, I did a three six five on Instagram. A picture a day. Uh, some of them are not every day. Some of them are maybe one outing. I've got a couple of pictures, but I've tried to strict, be strict, keep to it as much as I could. There's a lot of garbage. There's a lot of fun, and there's a lot mm-hmm. of very ex- experimental. But that's coming to an end. I also had uh, YouTube faces or faces of YouTube which oh, is yeah. on my website, which was, like you say, first to the stars. But it was completely just out of meeting people, talking to them, and uh, and, and I was going to do uh, a book on a book on, on the faces of YouTube, on vloggers. Okay. But Very that's got to stop because of everything as well. But yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, that's going to be finished at some point. It's a long-term project. Yes. Um, but a book, I'm doing my own photography book, that's Brilliant. for sure. Brilliant. Uh, it's going to be based on, uh, I see trees, I'm thinking of calling it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the uh, the uh, Mel Gibson thing, but it's going to be called I see trees. And, and, and Brilliant. Doing, so far, it's going well. I've got quite a few I, I, I like, and there's some images people haven't seen that Brilliant. I've kept to one side. So that's an exciting little project. But then there's Let's Create Media. Okay. And that is an iron that is quite hot at the moment. And I'm wow. hoping to build a website and something based upon uh, taking the group idea further. Um, Brilliant. At the end of the day, we need to make money. We need to earn money. The workshops and going forward, one-to-ones, or even just to have something where people can get in touch with me and join me. I, I have the YouTube membership running, and that's going well, but I want to mm-hmm. do something a little bit more where I get a little bit back for either knowledge given, outing, mm-hmm. or even just a chat, anything, uh, really. Um, so Let's Create Media um, is going to be popping up probably in about six months time just just mid Brilliant. april next year about then uh, and until uh, then uh, i think i think i've got enough to get on with really <laughs> yeah, absolutely absolutely you know what and like i'm looking forward now to continuously you know following on in your adventure um because i love you know watching your your channel and ah, love going to going to those again. places with you you know it's really really good i suppose and speaking of going to places with you you know how can people find out more information about mali where can they find you what's what's all your social handles drop those links boom well it's quite simple for me i've got my own website so that's your that's your port of call if you want to find out anything or you want to know anything it's malifotography.co.uk 
But you can find me on Instagram, Mally Davis Photo, Facebook, Mally Davis Photo, Twitter, Mally Davis Photo. I'm on pretty much everything, apart from TikTok. No one can see that, so <laughs> dancing. I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> maybe, maybe in the future. Maybe, um, yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, When we do the follow-up on this one, we do episode 212. Uh, yeah, we'll do the follow up and see if you have have you gone on to TikTok, will we? Oh, I like that idea. Two, one, two, yeah. <laughs> we, might, we might get dubbed then. Yeah, Tell him I missed do, yeah. him. We I missed him. He's, he's I know. you know, I love he the missed lad. you too. He, he, he was sad he couldn't get on, but I said, Look, you know what? I'll I'll take care of Maddie. I think I have. I hope I've taken care of you, uh, Maddie. You know, yeah. it's uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. It's been a pleasure hearing your thoughts in regards to photography and your photography journey. And uh, yeah, you know. Until yeah. the day that we can actually meet, we yes. still talk. We talk pretty much every day, anyway. Generally, but we do. Yeah, we can still Aye. talk. You know. Yeah, Aye. it's been it's, it's been it's been fun. Yeah, absolute pleasure and an honour to be a part of the Irish Photography Podcast because I listen to it regular when when I'm there at my desk designing away. I've got you two going on in me here arguing and. Talking about doing. gas and uh, it's so fun. And, and now I've got Bernard as well. I need to yeah. catch up. Yeah, uh, yeah but absolutely. A, an absolute honour. I don't know if you can hear this, but I've got dinging in my ear. I, I don't know if it's going to come through on the recording, but I just thought I'd let everyone know that uh, my chippy tea's on its way. <gasps> <laughs> well, you know what, Mally, on that bombshell, you've been an absolute gent. I've really enjoyed it. Um, from Ireland to you across the water. Schlangefall. See there. If you've enjoyed the Irish Photography Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, guys, keep shooting. <laughs>